From the Library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hey guys, welcome back to Book Circle Online. I'm Jeffrey Masters, and I'm here today with Hilary Lifton. Hilary is a ghostwriter who specializes in celebrity memoirs, and today we're going to talk about that and her new book, a novel called Movie Star by Lizzie Pepper. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This seems like it was a lot of fun to write. It was very fun to write. I've never done fiction before, and right. I had total freedom, which is something I don't usually have when I'm ghostwriting, so... Um, yeah, I got to run with it. So was that like a scary thing to have like almost endless possibilities? Yes. I'm, I'm used to being tied to fact. And so when I go straight, I've sort of got my data handed to me. Yeah. We do a lot of interviews and sit down and talk. And then my job is to shape that into a narrative that the client likes, the celebrity likes. But here I, for the first time in my life, really, I had a blank page and that was daunting, but also eventually kind of liberating. Yeah, of course. So you've written or collaborated on 15 books with celebrities, um, people like Miley Cyrus and Tori Spelling, and now your first fiction is also about celebrities. What is it about like celebrity life that keeps drawing you in? Well, I, I mean, I didn't have the idea that I would sit down and write a novel, and what would it be? Oh, well, I know about celebrities, so it'll be that. Yeah. It was much more that I... Um, I was watch. I was probably reading a gossip magazine and or, or a weekly, and um, seeing yet another celebrity marriage bust up, and thinking, um, "I'd like her as a client. I'd like him as a client. When will they ever tell their stories?" And then I kind of realized that my whole job is dictated by people's willingness and availability, and that I could really write my dream celebrity memoir if I just made it up. And so the book came from that idea more than from um, saying, I got to write a book. I guess I'll write about what I know. Yeah. It was like the desire to write what you've been like almost like wanting to write the last couple of years. Yeah. What would it look like? What would the dream look like? Because we are constrained by fact and in life, life doesn't play out as well as fiction. Right. Although sometimes it's better than fiction, as we all know. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, celebrity memoirs sometimes, or not even celebrity memoirs, like, Augustine Burroughs. Like, if I would have read that and it was, like, called fiction, I would be like, this is unbelievable. This is stupid. I'm not reading this. (laughs) Don't touch my book when you say that. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guess, like, the next logical question is, like, then, like, why the obsession with, like, their personal lives, celebrities? Because I look at, like, public figures, like, politicians and news broadcasters, and I don't so much, like care about like what they're wearing and what they're doing on the weekends versus like actors and singers yeah why do we care i'm not sure i know the real answer to that except but i've thought about it a lot and i think that um we're given i I mean part of it is sort of a catch-22 we're given these stories about them in the magazines so we start to follow them and once we start to follow them they become like our soap operas and then we continue to follow them and in a way, we're watching the um, arc of a very attractive person falling in love, getting married, having kids, getting right. old, you know, and we just sort of are on for the ride. Um, but why them and not politicians that I can't answer? I mean, I think maybe because they're 
they're airbrushed more huh. and the lighting's better and, you know, we're fed it more deliberately. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I fall. Totally. I wonder too, if it's because they're like playing characters. And so we think like, who are these people versus like newscasters are presenting like a heightened version of themselves. Right. Maybe we think, I and mean, maybe we want them to be their characters and we kind of want more of that story. Yeah. Sometimes. But I think it goes, too, to, like, what, like, you wrote on, like, the very first page. I'm touching it now. Okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, great. Um, Lizzie Pepper, uh, just to explain the title, it's a movie star by Lizzie Pepper. It's, you're taking on this ghostwriting client, Lizzie Pepper, who's a fictional celebrity. Is that a, is yes. that a concise way yes. of saying it? I, I say a faux celebrity memoir. Great. Yes. Perfect. Lizzie does not exist. <laughs> um, but I like that you slash Lizzie wrote on the first page that she's breaking the first commandment of celebrity, telling the truth. And I think it goes to like, the fact that everything we know about celebrities is usually like secondhand. They don't usually speak for themselves. They don't speak for themselves. And when they do, they're very conscious of being put into sound bites or taken out of context. Yeah. So I'm, when I work on celebrity memoirs, that is one of the places where I feel that celebrities can be more honest because they have a long form in which to speak. So they can get to the um, some of the nuance behind their, the the sort of big tabloid stories that have come out. They can sort of tell their version of it and and control the story for the first time. But there's always some attention to brand and family members and ex-boyfriends, and there's a risk for them. And Lizzie Pepper is willing to take all the risk because she's fiction. So, you know, it allows us to kind of indulge that, what if they just told us everything? Oh, because in this sense, as she makes her parents look bad, it's obviously not going to bother the fake characters, the fictional characters. And Lizzie is concerned about what her ex-husband will think of the book. I mean, it's realistic in that sense, but she still dishes. Yeah. I mean, I like, too, that all the characters are, like, very, like, real people. Like, in the heightened circumstance of, like, the first date, they're whisked away to this island, and a private island, and yet there's still, like, two real people trying to connect. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something I really wanted to show in the book, that I believe that celebrity is something that happens to normal people. They were born normally. They were raised probably not in Hollywood. And then they come here as actors and want to break in. And no actor is going to say, well, I don't know if I really want to buy the whole fame thing. I'm not going to take this big breakout role. They just have to roll with it. And so, and then fame, if it, if it, you know, maybe there's an ideal for an actor where you're just enough famous, but I don't think an actor has that choice. So I, feel somewhat sympathetic to that. And I wanted my characters to still feel like real people to whom this had happened. Lizzie, the man Lizzie falls in love with Rob Mars, who's an A-list Uber celebrity, possibly the most famous person in the world, may have lost a little bit of his, maybe a little bit out of touch with reality. Because he's actually at the top. He's 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 at the the top, top. And he's been there for so long. Yeah, um... Not to give away, like, secrets, but, like, at some point there's, like, things that were, like, scripted that he said in, in life. Lines were written for him. Is that something that you've, like, taken from real life and you've heard of happening? Or is that from your, like, imagination? That's purely imagined. Okay. This is a work of fiction. <laughs> yeah, but there's yes. a lot of things that could have happened in the yes. book. Okay. 
I'm just curious. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I think, yeah, it's wild. But so one of the most consistent things that I've heard talking with authors is like that the work of art, the book is like their baby. And no matter how many books they've written, it's always challenging. Like each book. Is that weird for you to like put so much energy into a book and usually not have your name on the cover? Well, um, there are two points I would make to that. One is um, regarding the credit, which is that... Um, I do sort of think of all of the books as my babies that they're shared, they're collaborative, and I, and, um, I like the collaboration enough that it, I don't feel true 100% ownership, of course. Okay. Um, and I really let them go out into the world earlier than most writers, because at a certain point I'm, um, out of the process. Um, but I don't really care about getting credit or being, um, known as a famous ghostwriter. I don't think books sell more because, or should sell more because I'm on the cover okay. and I never ask for cover credit. Um, but I also, I noticed on a couple too, it's inside, it's but, inside. but sometimes not. It's inside so that, um, people know about me in the industry so I can continue to work. Okay. But, um, I don't need, I don't think, I mean, again, who would buy a book because it's ghostwritten by Hillary Lifton and why should they? You yeah. Know? So I don't, the credit is not important to me except in as much as it helps me get my future jobs. Um, but in terms of it being my baby, I think I care kind of the same way for my ghostwritten books as I do for this. I'm sort of a workhorse and I want to do a good job. Yeah. And I just want the work that I do to be well received. And I don't really care if I'm getting credit for it so long as it's doing what it's supposed to do. Okay. And so You've written 15 books, I think they said. Is that correct? Uh, let's say right. roughly. Yeah, roughly. Um, uh, some you can't reveal. And these are that's all right. contractual like differences. Like It differs each time. Is that correct? Yeah. I think in some cases, people really just want to be seen as the person who wrote the book and not to have it complicate matters. Uh, and I respect that when it isn't really important. But I actually think it doesn't matter at all. That nobody really looks at a book and says, oh, well, it's ghostwritten. It's not really the same. And okay. I have one client who had a very successful book and I'm credited on the inside jacket as always. She came back from her tour and she said, I, you know, I did a million readings and, um, I met a million fans and you know how many people asked me about you? And I said, how many? And she said, none. And I said, okay. well, that's how it should be. That's, that's great. And that is, that's appropriate. You know, that my name can be there and who cares really? It's her story. It's a very, that's a nice, like, humble response to that. But I feel it genuinely. I'm not just No, I believe that. you. <laughs> Looking in your eyes. <laughs> Look into my eyes. It's true. Wow, 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 wow. Um, just with ghostwriting, are there more books than we think that are ghostwritten? Like, in, like, the celebrity memoir world? Probably. I mean, I think in A, because you're not really thinking about it, as I just said, you shouldn't be. And B, some people don't get credited. Um, Sometimes you'll see them in the acknowledgments if you're really looking hard. Oh, really? You really understood my thoughts. Oh, funny. Would you say like half are ghostwritten? Do you have a number? I would imagine it's more than half just because most of the people who, um, most people who, are famous for something aren't famous for being writers. So, you know, that they would take their fame and sit down and write a book off the top of their head, not that common. Sometimes they can have an editor who does a ton of work and really... I mean, I was just going through, like, my favorite celebrity books, like, reading this, and I was like, I wonder 
like what they did. Like I think like um I don't know like I I'm a, I'm a Lena Dunham fan. I believe that she probably wrote hers. Maybe you know differently. I believe that too. It's like in her voice. She's a writer. <laughs> She's a writer, and it didn't. It made her didn't don't even help her image. It didn't try to be like look I'm perfect. You yes. know, like a lot of books. Right. Um, and then I'm thinking about like political books, um, like Living History, Hillary Clinton, and Hard Choices. I love those books, and I was like inspired by them. But now when I think about it, I'm like, how did they have time to write this entire book? I think there's somebody credited on that, or at least acknowledged. Really? Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, I I believe you. I think that's true. Yeah, and we all know Hillary Clinton is capable of writing a book. Absolutely, but also like it's her speechwriters know her voice. They're able to like do write a book. It's right. not like a stretch. Right. How and how would she have time? Yeah, like touring the world as right. Secretary of State. Right. Um, and it's just like a fascinating industry, and like your job is so like niche. Like no, not a lot of people have like. There's not a lot of like room for your job, you know. You have someone doing your job. Am I saying that correctly? Like, there's um, not that many celebrity ghostwriters. There, right? There are some. I mean, there. You look at the number of books, and I think the number of ghostwriters is commensurate with the number of books. You oh, know, really? I just think um, there. I guess when compared to like doctors, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> every town has like twenty and like that's right, not, not a ghostwriter. No, and also nobody grows up thinking. Not I'm mean, nobody goes to school and thinks, when I grow up, I'm going to be a ghostwriter. Right. So, you know, I think you stumble into it. And for me, um, it was, I think some people do it as a secondary job to journalism. And for me, it, I when I started doing it, I realized it was exactly the kind of writing I wanted to do. That it's the only kind of writing, until I wrote this book, the only kind of writing that I was really, oh, really? Um, drawn to. Well, going off that too, like not growing up wanting to be, probably because kids don't think this is even a possibility um was there like a mentor at all i think mentors are so important was there like a mentor who helped you in this it's because it's not something that's like taught in schools yeah um no i would say that every i had no mentor but i would say a i have an amazing agent who um i talk to about everything and when a project comes up and um whether it's right for me and that kind of question but also Every single editor that I've worked with, I've learned from. Because I turn in a book, my client and I are happy with it, we turn it in, and we get notes from the editor. So every time that happens, I'm taking it as instruction for how, what they might be looking for. Is there a general way in which, you know, I could improve? And I've learned different things from different editors, and that's sort of general. But it definitely helped me shape my process and my um, my sense of what is working in the publishing industry. Oh, really? What was like one of like the biggest things you learned from like an editor? Um, I think in one of the first books I helped with, it was just detail. They wanted so such a richness of detail. Um, the other note that I have gotten a lot, but mostly from my husband, is to put us in the moment. What I realized is that when we tell each other stories about our lives and we think we're giving the whole deep story, it still has this sort of surface level of being told. And that I can look back on my notes and say, we're still not in the moment. How can we step even closer to that exact time? Oh, interesting. Wow. It's a great note for any writer to yeah, put things that, in the moment. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you were talking earlier about like talking with these celebrities. It's is there a ton of like dialogue and discussion between you guys? Like 
I guess I'm, I want to be like walk through like the process of like being downloaded all like their life story. Yeah. Well, I really do think of it as a download. Yeah. And I think any of us could download our life stories. You know, that's mm-hmm. sort of um, what therapy is. You're downloading your life story in order to make sense of who you are. Yeah. And when you're um, a celebrity doing a memoir, you're downloading your life story in order to present an image of yourself to to the reading public and an honest one, you know, not necessarily less honest than therapy, but it's a different purpose. Yeah, of course. And, um, so there, the dialogue is a little bit like that. I, you know, very organic and I'm kind of organizing it in my head while they speak freely as mm-hmm. they should. Cause that's when they're most comfortable. And, and do you feel like an actor, like putting on like a, like playing a role? Like, I want to imagine you like rolling around, like on their beds <laughs> in their clothes, like smelling them. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Do I seem like that kind of true. person? There's no rolling around in their clothes. What about no. on their bed? Okay. <laughs> I have worked with somebody on their bed okay. just because of comfort. I know who that is. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> in fact, my very first job, I think I had to work with my boss when he was in his bed and I was sitting beside it. So it was familiar. Oh, Hollywood. Yes. Right. But sorry. So that's the question (laughs) though. Seriously. Do you (laughs) like feel like you're like playing a role or is it you're just like telling someone's story? Um, when I'm working with the client, the role that I'm playing is listener and we all play that role in our lives with our friends, with our spouses, you know, where you say, okay, right now my job is to be a good friend. Yeah. And so in that sense, I'm not being fake, but I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. And then, um, when I'm writing it, I do feel like my job is to kind of feel that person's feelings and take on their voice. And, um, there's one time when my husband and I were writing, both writing in a cafe and I was sitting next to him and I was writing a very painful part of my client's story and I burst into tears and I'm not a crier and, uh, and completely freaked out my husband, (laughs) but, and I was, and sort of surprised myself and, um, and I kind of thought maybe that's why I do this because it brings me someplace that I don't really go in my ordinary life. Yeah. Totally. One of the things I liked about the book was like how cure, not cure. I didn't like how curated their lives were, but it seemed everything was staged, like be it the engagement um, and like they're coming out and it seemed so like necessary, like for the characters. For them to, well, to protect themselves. Yeah. In terms of, and it's a security issue yes, too. A real security issue. I also, and I wanted to sort of have, I think when we read celebrity memoirs, we kind of know the greatest hits of the person's life. And that's kind of why we read them, right? We're thinking, I want to know what was what happened when they got married, what really happened. So if a celebrity memoir is sort of getting the behind the scenes of the familiar moments, then that's what I was trying to do in this book was to say, here's a character. Let's wink at the reader and say, you already know what happened to Lizzie Pepper. Yeah. We're going to tell you what was behind that story. So she tells you about her engagement, but then she tells you what it really felt like and how she's kind of acting in it and how the pictures were taken. And that to me is the story behind the story, which everybody wants. Absolutely. And it's not something that like many celebrities like cough up to. You know, in their books. Right, right. Although I think, I mean, as I said, I think they are more free in their books than elsewhere. And that they are kind of feeling like, 
I don't want to just be an image. It's hard to, I think, as a celebrity to walk the line between um, wanting to, not wanting to deal with rough press, but also wanting to feel like a real person. Yeah. And not just like this glowing image. Like, right. tell us something bad. How, how have you, like, learned throughout the years to, like, get people to open up to you? Well, one of the um, reasons people can open to, up to me just in a, there is a pure contractual reason, which is that I work for them, I'm on their side, and... You're not going to reveal anything. I'm not going to reveal yeah. anything or I wouldn't work for very long, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. I am trustworthy. That's why I make my living this way. Yeah. And they kind of, they so they know that. And then... Um, beyond that, I think that what, um, draws me to the job and, and, um, and makes me enjoy it is that I feel a natural empathy, you know, and my husband always says that I drink the Kool-Aid of my clients. I really, um, want to know what it felt like to be them. And I, um, and I want to put myself in their shoes and I'm just trying to understand. And I think that that's got to come across. So, um, I think that when I sit down with them on the first day, I say, just give me the greatest hits. Tell me the stuff that you know is going to be in this book. And they talk about the things that they've talked about a million times. Mm-hmm. And then we start to probe into them. And they get a sense of what I'm looking for, which isn't um, probably the same as you know a, a journalist who's trying to catch, trip them up or catch them revealing something that they haven't revealed before. Yeah. I guess the empathy goes to, like, not going in there with, like, an agenda of, like, I know your life and this is what right. I'm going to write. Right. I mean, my agenda is I want to channel you, you know. And the same way, I mean, I think people have a similar experience in therapy where they know that the therapist isn't really out to get them. Yeah, totally. We were talking earlier about, like, the fame. And this is probably one of the few careers that, like, success in your chosen career will make you famous to a certain level. Um, is it always like understood you think by your clients that like, that's what they were getting into? Um, I guess under, I mean, it depends on what you mean by understanding. I think anyone who grows up in America knows the price of fame. It's kind of out there, but I don't think you can know what it truly feels like not to have privacy until it's taken away. And in my character's case, it's taken away overnight. And she knows it's coming. Yeah. Um, There's that, that lack of freedom of not even, like, picking out your clothes for the day to, like, to get a coffee. Right. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so she um, goes from being sort of famous to having that total freedom taken away and knows it's happening, but still doesn't really know how intense it's going to be. Wow. Um, so a lot of... I've read a lot of the reviews of this, Um they're all very positive. <laughs> um, everybody kind of picks up on the similarities to a certain famous couple um, that has since broken up, R.I.P. Um, but each time you say that it's not based on any- anybody, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay, but do you have to see the similarities, though? Uh, I mean, I just drew from the gossip magazines okay. that anyone who's interested in this stuff reads. Okay. And my point was really to tell the story that I never get to tell, you know, to, to kind of get the best of the best and imagine that dream celebrity. Okay. So not based on anybody on the record right now. (laughs) On the record. Is there somebody that you would like to write for and, or wish you had written for? 
all the time. I'm fantasizing about various people I could, I okay. would want, whose stories I'd want to do. Um, Stevie Nicks is on my list. You know, she keeps journals of her uh, life. Yeah, she's on Twitter. I mean, there. You know, okay. it's just waiting. I think uh, Caitlyn Jenner is the oh. woman of the moment. You know, I'm always, I'm always looking with that through that lens. Okay. I can't help it. Would you? I, I think Stevie Nicks is fascinating, and I love like the witch rumors around her <laughs> that she's had to publicly come out like multiple times and be like, "Guys, I'm not a witch." <laughs> like that's amazing. Um, is that is it ever like a desire for you to like approach a celebrity or like have your agent approach them? I have that desire, but it's not really how it works. Nobody says, "Oh, well, I wasn't going to do a book, but now that this ghostwriter's approached me, I've changed my mind." A successful you know? ghostwriter, not a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone at that level knows that they can hire whomever they want. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's really, I'm I'm so down the line of decision. I wouldn't ever presume to. Okay. Make that approach. Because um, David Ritz, is I think he's a famous rock and roll mm-hmm. um, ghostwriter and co-writer like you. Um, he, a lot of his biggest clients, he like approached the people to do it. Um, then again, he was in the rock and roll world and was in that circle. Right. Something like the celebrity was vouching for them. But I was curious if that's something that yeah, other people did. I'm not really in the world of celebrity in any way. Okay. I just sit in my house and write. So um, I'm, I don't, feel like I have that option. Okay, totally. Are you working, I'm, I'm sure you can't say, but are you working on like other ghost writing works now? There are some um, some jobs in play and um, I'm also starting to think about my next novel. Another novel. More celebrity life? Perhaps. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> well, this was so much fun. Thank you Thank for talking. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And where can everybody find you online? And like, is it um, Twitter do you like prefer? Um, I'm on HillaryLifton.com and you can see all Dot my com. social media from there. Great. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. We'll Thank see you. you next week. Until then, you can find all of our content on YouTube, iTunes, and of course, BookCircleOnline.com. Thanks. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.